Hey, my name is Lauren Frieder, and my husband Drew and I are lead pastors at Lift Church. We are on the eastern shore of Maryland. We want to thank you so much for joining us today, and we are believing that you will get a lift of encouragement. Well, I'm excited to be with you today. Um, will you guys start with me uh, with prayer? Uh, God, thank you, uh, God, for the opportunity to serve you. God, that every word that comes out of my mouth is from you. God, they don't want to hear from me. They, they want to hear from you. Uh, so, God, today... Uh, that you would bless us as we go through our experience. I love you. Amen. Well, hey, I'm excited for next week. Next week, we have Mark Poland joining us. Can we give it up for him? Come on. He is a good friend of Pastor Drew's, a member of the Ark family with us, and he's going to be here next week to preach. Um, we're looking forward to it. Um, and we had an awesome day yesterday at Serve Day. In fact, let's check out this video. We're here at the Serve Day Rally. We're eating some breakfast, drinking some coffee. We're about to pray together, receive some vision, and we're going to get started for the day. Hello, my name is Mary, and I just wanted to tell you how much I appreciate the gentleman from church coming and helping me. Since I've lost my husband, it's been a little difficult. And uh, I have this little box that says, give it to God. So I put all my prayers in here, and he answered it. It took about a month, and I was beginning to wonder whether anybody was going to answer. But the Lord answered it and sent, sent these gentlemen, and what a blessing they are. Hey, y'all. Cache here. We're here at Halo for the playground revamp. We're out here serving. We're pulling weeds. We're cutting tree downs. And Willie is taking their playground to the next level and giving them a lift. that even though this year I am not serving, our family is being served. And it is a tremendous, unspeakable honor that people saw a need um, and loved us enough to give up their Saturday in this heat to do something amazing for our family. It's pretty amazing when you go out somewhere, most of the time people are asking you for things, but to be able to give things to people, they were totally shocked. And you might not think that God blesses people through ice cream and water, but he can, and it's through the little things that we do, we can build up Salisbury together. We can show Jesus' love in the little ways. So keep serving, keep loving every single day outside of Serve Saturday. It's an amazing experience. Hey guys, my name is Tierra. We're here at the Christian Shelter tonight. We are actually preparing a dinner and we have dessert and drinks for the residents and we are so excited to serve them dinner. Come on, can we give it up for them? Can we give it up for the over 100 volunteers that gave up on their Saturday, that gave up a part of their Saturday to serve our community? Can we, come on, we can do better than that. Over 100 volunteers across Salisbury, and we blessed people yesterday, and people were impacted for eternity um, because of their sacrifice. And then there are a number of you that turned around and got here this morning early to volunteer. Can we give it up for our dream team that makes it possible? Come on, this church isn't possible without y'all. You know, and Serve Day was amazing. We had nine projects over Salisbury, over 100 volunteers, um, and we do Serve Day because Jesus did not just 
talk about the extent of his love. Jesus demonstrated it. And, today, and yesterday for Serve Day, we got to demonstrate the love of Jesus. And we don't just do it on Serve Day. We do it throughout the year. Um, and if you were at the, the Serve Day rally, you got to hear my, my, my funny example. We started the day off by talking about Pokemon cards. I know, yeah, yeah, that's right, Pokemon cards. Um, but right now, Pokemon cards are worth crazy amount. I mean, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I remember as a kid getting Pokemon cards. And I remember placing these cards that are now worth hundreds of thousands of dollars in the mud, in the dirt, wrinkling them, folding them, playing with them at, at recess with my friends. But some people saved those things. Some people saved their Pokemon cards and locked them away in special boxes so they would be worth something one day. But can I tell you that the, the Christian life is not meant to be in a special box, protected, locked away somewhere, hoping that one day it'll pay off. The Christian life, you know, I might not have Pokemon cards that are worth a whole lot right now, but I, I got the purpose that w was supposed to be their purpose out of them when I was a kid. I had fun with them, right? I, I played with them. I put them in the dirt, right? And, and the church... Our purpose is to, is to live it out into the, the messy world and with messy people sometimes and get a little dirty with them. We're not meant to be, be protected in a little bit of a box, right? And our, our, our serving is always motivated by Matthew 25 where Jesus is like, when I was hungry, you gave me something to eat. When I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. When I was in prison, you came to visit me. When I was naked, you gave me clothing. And the people were like, we, we never did that, Jesus. What are you talking about? And he said, whenever you do it for the least of these, you do it for me. And that's what we're motiva motivated by on serve day, on all of our serves um, throughout the year. And, and Mother Teresa said this. It said, she said, every time we let Jesus love others through us, it's Christmas. You guys see what I did there? That, that transition there, right? Happy Christmas in July, right, here at, at Lyft Church. I don't know whose idea it was to have Christmas in July and to dress up in sweaters and all that kind of stuff when it's 95 degrees outside. But that is not Christmas. Christmas is supposed to be cold. Right, and I'm I'm gonna sweat my tail off in this sweater all morning, um, but we are happy to have Christmas in July here, and we are excited. And so, after Serve Day, I, I think it's only appropriate um, that we have a Christmas message on Christmas in July. Um, and Dino Rizzo uh, said this. He said, "The incarnation is the greatest act of community engagement in the history of the world." And don't be freaked out by that word incarnation. The incarnation simply means the Christmas story, Jesus leaving heaven, a perfect heaven, to come be born as a baby here on earth with us. That's all that means. And Pastor Drew was, was telling me about a conversation um, with, a, with a lady that he had, and she simply said, unprompted, I, I want to be reborn. And that, and that can sound odd if we don't know what that means, right? And because of, of this incarnation, because of Jesus leaving heaven to come be on earth with us, we can be reborn. And what she was really asking for, what she really wanted was freedom. What she really wanted was to be set free, to be forgiven. And, and the good news is, is she is, and she asked for it, and she gave her life to Christ, and we have another brother and sister in Christ. Can we give it up for that? I mean, someone gave their life to Christ, and, and that's what happens every time, right? We give our lives to Christ. When we choose Jesus is we are reborn, right? And, and, and that is what the, the Christmas story is all about. In fact, just this year, 134 decisions for Jesus have been made right here at Lift Church. 134 <laughs> reborn babies in the name of Jesus. That's nothing to scratch your head about. 
That is incredible. That's 134 people's lives changed for eternity. And that is what the Christian life is all about. The baby Jesus that came down from heaven changes everything between us and God. You know, and even before Jesus came, there was a prophecy about him in Isaiah chapter 9. And they knew that he was going to change everything. In Isaiah chapter 9, it says, There will be a time in the future when Galilee of the Gentiles, which lies along the road that runs between the Jordan and the sea, will be filled with glory. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. You will enlarge the nation of Israel, and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you, before you as people rejoice at the harvest and like warriors dividing the plunder. For you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the heavy, the heavy burden off their shoulders. You will break the oppressor's rod just as you did destroy, destroying the armies of Midian. And it continues and it says, For a child is born to us, a son is given. The government will rest on his shoulders. You see, when the child is born to us, a new life is born in us. And reading this scripture, it reminds me of my, my favorite TV show, a challenge in my favorite TV show. Anyone, anyone want to take a guess at my favorite TV show? Survivor. Who said it? Someone said it. I love Survivor. Survivor is my favorite TV show. I, I'm, I, I, I've got a weird obsession with it. I'm going to be honest with you. And there's a challenge. And just to show you how serious I am in Survivor, they all get a little Survivor buff here. I'm, I'm going to put on my Survivor buff. And there's a challenge in Survivor. And it's one of my favorite challenges. How do I look? Is it all right? Right? Oh, it's on completely backwards. That's okay. Hey, there's a challenge where they have a bar. And they have it on their shoulders. And you guys better watch out. I'm going to swing this thing. I'm going to take out my, my computer. Right? And the, the other team gets to put weight on their shoulders. And the last person standing wins. Uh-oh. Oh, that's not too bad. The last person standing wins. And they see how long they can last out the other team. And no matter how strong they were, they always have a breaking point. They always crumble at some point. This is a lot more weight than I anticipated. Oh, we're good. We're good. This, this stage might collapse, but we're all good. But I know in this room that there are some heavy, heavy burdens on your shoulders. I know in this room there are some people carrying some things that are just getting real heavy. Maybe it's a family member dying away and you're really carrying that real tough. Maybe, maybe it's, it's an addiction. Maybe it's wounds from abuse. Maybe it's anger that you've been holding on to for a long time. Maybe, maybe it's loneliness. Maybe you feel misunderstood. Maybe, maybe you just are looking for somebody to talk to, and, and there's just a weight on your shoulders. And day after day, just like every second, this thing gets a little heavier. It's, it's breaking you down. And eventually, you could be the strongest person ever. You could, you could be a rock star. It's going to crumble you, just like I'm about to collapse with this thing. But Jesus comes along, and in this, in this prophecy, it says he will lift away every heavy burden. And when you, when you decide to have a life with him, maybe he starts taking away the little things at first. Maybe he takes away the big things at first, but you get a little lighter. You, you get a little better, and, and that feels a whole lot better. Jesus 
changes everything. And in Matthew 11, it says, come to me, all you are, who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. You see, when the child is born to us, a new life can be born in us. He wants to take those burdens away. He wants to take the weight off your shoulders. He said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And we got Daniel up here. He's a whole lot stronger than me, right? If, if you know Daniel, he, he doesn't miss a day in the gym. And number two, what he does is he breaks the oppressor's rod of condemnation. You see, when Jesus takes the weight off our shoulders, the enemy doesn't like that. The enemy doesn't like for us to be free. He doesn't like for our burden to be easy. And he wants to remind you of your past. He's going to try to put the weight back on you. And in 1 Peter chapter 5, it says, Be alert and sober of mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. But look what it says. It says, resist him, standing firm in your faith. You see, now, I'm not alone. I've got, I've got a new life in me. I've got Jesus. And it says that I can stand firm. I can take faith. And now I have a choice. I can take that weight again. I still got this bar. I can hold the weight. I can take it again if I want to. But instead now, I can say, I already took it up with Jesus. And when the, when the enemy comes back at me and reminds me of my past and reminds me of what I've done, you can say, take it up with him now. Put, put my weight on him. And I might have struggled to hold this weight. But da Daniel's not struggling right now, are you? In fact, I think he can squat this right now if he really wanted to. That's perfect form. That's perfect form. And hey, hey, let's give it up for our volunteers up here. Y'all can, can take a seat. I appreciate it. But the enemy doesn't want you to be free. And when the enemy reminds you of your past, you remind him of his future. And you can say, throw it on him now. Take it up with the king now. I've got no business with it now. And you know what? Jesus will never crumble. When you give your burdens and your heaviness to Jesus, he will never crumble. He will never leave you or forsake you. You know, I feel like the Lord is saying today that there are some things that you're trying to deal with in your own strength. There are some things that you're trying to figure out in your own flesh. And, and, the, and God is saying this morning, I want my battle back. I want to take my weight back. You were never meant to carry that weight. I know losing a family member is hard. You were never meant to carry it. You can mourn. We all need to mourn. But you were never meant to carry that weight alone. He wants to take that burden. And, and Jesus knows that you, you can't carry it alone. But now a child's been born to us. And now a new life can begin in us. And he's never going to crumble. We can give it to him. And the third thing he does is he frees us from the grip of slavery. He frees us from the grip of slavery. You know, I feel like a lot of people in this room have, have given their burdens to the Lord before. Kind of like what Terrence was saying. You've experienced him before. You've given your burdens away. You've got no more weight on the bar you, you've given it to Jesus, you've relied on him, you've allowed him to take it from you, but you've held on to your bar, just in case you need to carry it again. But how many of you know, if y'all ever lift weights, 
this bar is, is still heavy. This bar still will weigh down on you. And for some of you, you're still holding on to your bar just in case you need to carry the weight again. You've experienced his love before. You've experienced the burden before. And what Jesus is saying this morning is, you don't even need this anymore. You don't even need this anymore. I took the weight. I took the burden so that you would never have to have it again. And I feel like this morning what he's saying is, there's been a lot of people in this room that have dipped their toes in the pool that really haven't jumped in with me. You, you ever been at a pool when it's been on a hot day and you got the people who stick their legs in the pool but don't want to jump in, right? How many of you, that's you? Anybody? Sometimes I do that. I don't want to get all the way in, right? But the refreshment, the coolness is when you're all the way in. And, when, and I feel like what the Lord is saying this morning is, is take off that bar. And I feel like some of us are holding on to our doubts just in case. Just in case this doesn't work out. Just in case I got to carry it again. I'm going to hold on to my doubts. Just in case I got to carry that weight again, I'm going to stay in contact with my dealer. Just in case I need it. Just in case I need to carry that weight again, I'm going to hold on to my anger. Because if we're being honest, sometimes it comes in handy. Right? Just in case. I'm going to hold on to that bar in case I have to wait, carry that weight again. And as I'm talking... I'm realizing that I still had this crazy headband on. <laughs> Just in case. But what he's saying is you don't even have to carry the bar anymore. I've set you free. And, and in John chapter 8, it says, so if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Saying, if you are set free, there's no reason to carry that bar anymore. There's no reason to think you're ever going to take that weight anymore. He wants to set you free for the long run. And what he's saying this morning is let go. Let go of that bar. Let go of that doubt. Let go of that anger. Get, don't even contact that dealer anymore. You're not going to need him anymore. Are you willing to go all in with him this morning? But the prophecy continues in Isaiah chapter 9. And it says, the government will rest on his shoulders. A child is born to us and the government will rest on his shoulders. And the government does rest on his shoulders. But, I, but repeat after me. Say, it's all on him. Say it again, it's all on him. I feel like it's really easy when we hear that. That might be a common thing you've heard. The government will rest on his shoulders. It's easy for us to think about the government, nations, and states. But let's make it personal this morning. You know, the Hebrew word for government is more associated with rule or dominion. Does the government of your life rest on his shoulders or does it rest on your shoulders? Do you allow him to rule your thoughts during the week? Do you allow him to have dominion over your actions every week? And I feel like what the Lord is saying is, is when you let the government of your life rest on my shoulders, you're going to experience this freedom. You're going to experience the burdens being lifted. You're going to experience the rod of, 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 of condemnation being broken. You're going to be set free. But you have to let me carry the government of your life on my shoulders. And you know... This freedom, it, it doesn't come just by attending a 75-minute experience every week. It's got to be more than that. It can start there, coming to church once a week, getting filled, being in the presence of God, but it can't end there. It's so much more than that, and he has so much more than that for you. He's saying, will you let me 
take the government of your life on my shoulders. And I feel like some of us today have allowed members of the opposite sex to have dominion and rule over our bodies, to have dominion and rule over our thoughts for way too long. And then we ask God, why am I not experiencing freedom? But we've allowed them to have dominion over my life, over my thoughts. I feel like some of us this morning have allowed our jobs and our work to carry the government of our lives. That every thought, every, every action that I've had is, is a result of something at work or, or, a, or a, a thought or a something thinking about work when you're at home. And he's saying, is the government of your life at work or is it on my shoulders? And we put the government of our life on work's shoulders and then we ask, why is our marriage not fulfilling us anymore? But it's because we put the government of our life on their shoulder, those shoulders. And this morning, I feel like he's asking this morning, will you put the government of your life on my shoulders? For too long, we've, been, we've let other things and other people govern our lives. And we've put the government of our lives on their shoulders, whether it be a boyfriend, a girlfriend, or, or work, or the pills, or, or a drink, or, or horoscopes, or psychics, or karma. But he's asking, will you put the government of your life on my shoulders? And if you do that, I'm going to lift those burdens. If you do that, I'm, there's going to be no condemnation. Right? Condemnation leads to shame. Conviction leads to freedom. There is no shame in it. But what he's saying is, will you give it to me? You don't need that bar anymore. Does God govern your decisions or does someone else? So how do we let God govern? How do, how, do we let, how do we put the government of our life on his shoulders? And there's, there's three things. I want you to re repeat after me. Say, read, read. Pray, pray, do what he say. Read, pray, pray, do what he say. Right? It's that easy. Here, here's a question. When is the last time you read the Bible and it changed your mind? Are we reading the Bible to just confirm what we already believe? Or are we reading the Bible to let it transform us? Are we reading the Bible to let it change the way we see people? If we're reading the Bible to, to change how we see people, I think it's impossible for us to hate anyone or to be offended with anyone. Are we reading the Bible to allow it to change us? Or are we doing it just to confirm what we're thinking already? He lifts our heavy burdens. He wants to take those burdens away. I know there's people in this room that are carrying some heavy things. And he wants to lift those burdens up. What he's, what he's asking, will you let me govern your life? Will you let me govern your decisions, your thoughts, more than just on a Sunday morning? He wants to break the rod of condemnation. He wants to take the weight. When I was struggling with that weight. I was trying not to show you too much, that much I was struggling, but I brought way too much weight to put on my shoulders this morning. But when I put it on Daniel, he had no problem. And Jesus this morning is saying, there's no problem for me to carry that weight for you. I want you to put it on me. I want my battle back. I want to fight for you. Will you stand firm? Will you, will you take faith and give me that weight? And he wants to free you from the grip of slavery. And the question this morning for you is, will you let him? Will you let him set you free? It's not a question of if he will. The question is, will you let him? Because he will every time. You know, that conversation Pastor Drew was having 
this week. She was asking to be baptized because she, she wanted to be washed clean. She wanted to be forgiven. And Pastor Drew simply said, you already have it. It's already done for you. He's already forgiven you. He's already set you free. He's, always, he's already accepted you into the family. And it's the same for you today. As he, he wants to carry those burdens. He's already accepted you. I know it can feel like sometimes you're too dirty. You're, you're too far gone. My, my burdens are too heavy to put on anyone else. And he's saying this morning, I'll take it. It'll be no problem for me. You see, his yoke is easy. And his burden is light. I can move around this stage a whole lot more freely without that bar on my shoulder. And you're going to be able to walk in your life a whole lot more free if you just let go of the bar. And he's saying this morning, I want to take that weight. You don't need that bar anymore. You'll never need it again. And he does all this so that we can grow. You see, in Luke chapter 2, it says, And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. You see, Jesus came as a baby, but, but he didn't stay a baby. Jesus grew. And we have to grow too. You see, healthy things grow. Have you, have you ever planted a garden and some plants just don't grow? It's because they don't, they don't have, they're not healthy. But healthy things, we have a, we have a, a, a a green bean plant right now that is growing out of control because it's healthy. Healthy things grow. And so my question for you this morning is what are you doing to grow spiritually? What's that next step of faith you're taking to grow? He wants to take that burden. He wants to, to break the rod of the oppressor. He wants to set you free so that you can grow and experience life and life to the full. You know, our small group semester just ended. But will you, will you join a small group this fall? Will you, will you surround yourself with people that are going to help you grow? Will you surround yourself with the necessary tools to grow in your faith? You know, I feel like the Lord is saying that there are some of you in this room that have started this new life, but you've surrounded yourself with the same people. And they're not helping you grow. Will you surround yourself with godly relationships? that are going to push you, that are going to challenge you in your faith, that are going to provide you with a way to grow. Will you surround yourself today with those relationships? Reading your Bible and praying. Will you read the Bible to let it change you? Will you read the Bible to, to help you see people differently, to help you think a different way, to help you act a different way? You know, how do we let God govern us? We, we read, we pray, we do what he say. We don't just read and pray and then continue to go off the same way we always do. Will we change our ways? Will we allow him to, to govern our actions, to govern our lives? And the last thing, what are you doing to grow spiritually? Is are you serving? You know, I, I'm, I might be a little bit biased as the outreach director, but I think it's an essential part of following Christ, of living out with Christ to serve others. To live outside of yourself and serve other people. You know, we had a great day yesterday serving, but that, that's not all we do. We, we, we serve throughout the year, and we have some exciting ideas coming up that you can get involved with. You know, it's still in the works, but I'm excited about it, so I'm going to say it, and then it'll, it'll, I'll have to actually do it because I said it out loud. At the end of summer, we're, we're, we're trying to do a, an event. It's called Kicks for Kids. We're, we're going to buy some, 
not, not some Walmart brand shoes for, for kids in need, but we're going we're gonna to get them some kicks so that they can walk into school on that first day of school with some pride. And so at the end of summer, be looking for that. We're going to serve them, right? In, in, in the fall, we're, we're Thanksgiving for those in need. We're going to have boxes of Thanksgiving meals. And we're going to need people to, to drive them around. We're going to need people to be there to load up cars. We're going to need people to serve others. We're really excited about Lyft City here at Lyft, which is, which is the avenue that we do all of our outreach through, where we are, we're going to focus in on a particular community, and, and we're going to be there consistently, at least once a month, doing cookouts, block parties, going door-to-door, meeting needs, praying for people, telling them about Jesus. Will you get involved with that? Will you serve? Will you get to a point where you're spiritually growing and you're serving others and not just serving yourself? And maybe you want to combine all these things into one. And the Lord right now is putting a small group on your heart. But not just a regular small group, but maybe a serve small group. Where you're not just getting together to read the Bible or do a curriculum and growing together. But you're, you're getting together to serve every week. Where you decide to serve projects. Where you go out week to week and maybe you serve dinner somewhere. Or you pick up trash somewhere. Or you go to the park and pray for people once a week. Will someone lead a serve small group next semester? Will you take those steps of faith today? Will you, will you grow today? Will you allow him to take your burdens? Will you, will you give the government of your life and put it on his shoulders? Will you let him break the rod of condemnation in your life today and you give him the weight? And when the enemy tries to remind you of your past, you say, take it up with the king, because I already have. And will you allow him to break the grip of slavery on your life? Will you drop the bar? You're never going to have to carry the weight again. Will you go all in today? I feel like this morning, he's asking someone in this room, this, you've been half in and half out for a long time. I want all of you today. Drop the bar today. You're going to be able to move more freely. You're going to be able to, you're going to, be able to, to, to move more, more swiftly. You're going, to, you're going to be able to serve me more. You're going, to be, you're, going to have, you're going to feel lighter. My burden is easy. My yoke is light. Will you allow him to take that today? And so today, as, you, as we close, will you pray with me? God, in the name of Jesus, God, thank you that you take our burdens. God, thank you that your burden is easy and your yoke is light. God, today, even as we pray, God, that, that you would be lifting up burdens right now. God, the burden of abuse, the bur burden of a family member passing away, the, the burden of anger and, and addiction and, and loneliness and, and depression and anxiety. And, and maybe they're just looking at the world and they, they don't know what to do. God, will you, will you lift these burdens today? God, and we know that you are faithful to lift our burdens. Today, will you touch someone right now? And before we leave today, if there's anyone here, or if you're online and you feel like you've been far from God, I want to give you a chance today to draw near to him. And maybe you're hearing about Jesus again, or maybe you're hearing about life with him for the first time, and you're saying, that's what I need, and I want to draw close to him. It's really simple. In Romans, it says, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. He wants to take that burden 
And all it takes is for you to say, God, I believe. And God, I want to receive you and live for you. And so I want to lead you in a prayer today. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, I just want to know who I'm praying for. I'm not going to call you up. I'm not going to ask you to stand. But if, if you are, feel like you are far from God and today you want to draw near for the first time, or maybe you want to draw near again, will you raise your hand right now? Will you raise your hand so I can see you? I, I see your hand. Thank you. I see your hand there in the middle. Will you pray this with me? Say, Jesus. I believe in you. I accept you. And I want to live for you. Will you come into my life? Will you take my burdens? God, I give the government of my life to go on your shoulders. I love you. Amen.